0: Welcome to Ambo TV. Each week we bring you dynamic sermons from next generation pastors from across the country and as always they're bringing a fresh new style to the Word of God and then I'm joined in studio with a special guest to help me break down those sermons. I'm Dean. hashtag bless Windsor, and today we have a great show for you. As always, we have three dynamic sermons from Florida, New York, and Montana, and we have a special interview with author John Gordon. You're not going to want to miss that, so stick around. And first up is Pastor Levi Lusko from Fresh Life Church in Kalispell, Montana, and his sermon is titled Man Made wilderness. He's inviting us to fight for our quiet time because we can't have quiet souls without quiet time with God. I mean that makes perfect sense to me. And next we go to Northridge Church in Rochester, New York with Pastor Aaron Hickson and he is looking at how we deal with temptations in his sermon called Holes in Your Soul and he wants to teach us how to live a verified life what we must do to get that little blue check next to our faith. Yeah, I know we all want it on Insta, but it's also important to get it from God as well. So stick around and he'll let you know how. And lastly, we head south to Tampa, Florida with Pastor Lucy. Hopefully they're staying safe with Dorian. Shout out to her and Urban D. And she's continuing their sermon series on how to hear from God the key is that we must abide and she shares the fruits of abiding in God you don't want to miss that one and then I'll be joined via Skype by author and motivational speaker John Gordon he's here to discuss his new book Coffee Bean and guess what Pastor Stephen Francis is back in the house to help me break down these sermons shout out to him and his third appearance we'll get back to Pastor Stephen but right now let's go to Fresh Life Church with Pastor Levi.
1: So these are three intentional things. Let's start with in motion. How did Jesus get from his baptism at the river to this desert area in between Jerusalem and the Dead Sea? Answer, he walked. And that was a part of the process, The part of the process of him slowing, the part of the process of him doing what is employed all throughout the Bible as an analogy for a relationship with God. It's walking that's that's the thing it's yeah. it's walking when you when you walk your arms swing when you walk you tend to start breathing a little bit deeper when you walk something happens to you it's really good for you Eugene Peterson uh, who went to heaven this past year who was such a man of God and he gave us a translation of the Bible called the message and just just a dear saint had the chance to sit down with him uh, was one of the last visitors he took before his health took a turn uh, they combed through his library and found extracts of some of his sermons that he had preached uh, throughout his ministry that were never before published. And uh, they are going to be releasing this year in a book called A Month of Sundays. And they sent me an advance copy. And I love this one thing he said so much. He said, the virtual elimination of walking by the automobile has more than physical consequences, for it also diminishes spiritual perceptions. We get places faster, but we experience Less. So just finding time in your life that you're choosing, OK, this is a moment for solitude. This is a moment for me to walk somewhere. This is a moment for me to, to pay attention to birds. So like, like, like I love to do this even when I'm traveling. And whenever I fly through Atlanta, I uh, ignore the plane train. Atlanta's the busiest, largest airport in our country. And I think it's a, the most takeoff and landings in the entire world. And so it's massive. And so there's this huge train. They can get you from, from all the different terminals. And if you don't take it, it's a 25 minute walk in some cases. And I love it. It is me time. If I have the luxury, meaning I don't have a quick uh, turnover, I will always walk that. And it's like, it's a beautiful thing to, to watch people hurrying, 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 and just be like, I'm leisure. I'm just walking here. So even in a situation like that, I can find some time for there to be that quiet. Do so in motion. Thoreau said, Look at this whenever my legs begin to move, my thoughts begin to flow. And you'll find that, like so many great leaders throughout history, you know, Dwight D. Eisenhower would take walks alone. That's how he planned out the D Day invasion. Steve Jobs was prolific for his walking. He wouldn't have business meetings. He would have business walkings. He had people meet him, and they just go walk around Palo Alto. They would just take a walk together, and that was where the ideas, the juices began to flow. This is, this is such a, a great time for ideation, but let me give you some pro tip. Leave your phone behind. I won't use it. It'll be there. You'll use it. You'll know it's there. You'll, you'll need to touch it. You'll think about it. You'll pet it longingly through your <laughs> denim, right? You know what I do? Because they go, what well, if I have a great idea? You could use a pencil and a paper. It's crazy. That's the craziest thing you've ever said, Lusco. right? What does that even mean? I throw a little pen, pencil and paper. I have, I have outlined chapters to books. I have written whole sermons. I have had Jesus speak the tenderest things to me. Sometimes he just whispers, it's going okay. wow. Wow. to be OK. It's going to be OK. It's going to be OK. I take these walks. This is how I worked my way through grief. This is how I worked my way through uh, every hard season. Every hard season we faced at Fresh Life, the one this week, I took a walk, and God whispers to me, and I'm still. And sometimes I just say, I don't like long prayers. Sometimes it's just Jesus, yeah. and that's it, and that's enough. And there's the space to breathe. And sometimes, it's, it's all I can do to make it without crying. And other times, it's, I feel like a dance inside my heart. But something is, 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 is set on fire, some steel, and I always, always, always get back different than I came. Right. Find your, your time like Jesus did and do it walking. Secondly, in nature, this area, I've been there, it is cool. I mean, no, it's actually not cool. It's, it's hot, but it's really beautiful. That's what I meant by cool. And, and it's like uh, the Dead Sea is the lowest point on Earth, and so you have these extreme you know, fluctuations. And it can get cold at night because it's desert, but during the day, it's scorching hot, and there's craggy rocks, and, and, and it's just beautiful. It's deadly, but it's beautiful. And so to think of Jesus there, I could see him settling in.
0: All right, there's Pastor Levi Lusko, and joining me today in studio, Pastor Stephen Francis. Thank you so much for coming back.
2: I'm happy to be here, Dean. I feel a little underdressed today looking at you, but I'm happy to be here.
0: Look, I've been stepping it up. I've been trying to make it, you know. The finesse (laughs) is real today. (laughs) I've been trying to class it up. Uh, So, you know, Pastor Lusko is making these great points about Um, Driving and and getting places faster and we're not experiencing the journey really anymore Mm. um, you know are there any references in your life to where You've just kind of taken a walk and and that's when god speaks to you or or jesus speaks to you You Are there any examples you could share
2: well first off shout out to levi Lusco, man He is such an incredible teacher, uh, but I definitely resonate with what he's saying for multiple reasons Uh, first thing is there's a verse of scripture that says be still and know that I am God. Mm. And often in my life, I always interpreted that as like, don't be so busy or, you know, don't worry as much, be still. But I think there is such a thing as being still in our souls, which is what he was talking about. We can recognize God more, he becomes more clear when we allow our souls to be still. And often that happens with walking. Real quick. Uh, back in college, I had a really bad breakup. So I decided to do something that I like to call date myself. I went through a period of dating myself. Okay. And I would go to restaurants by myself. I'd go to the movies by myself. I'd go for walks in the park and on the beach by myself. And during that entire time, that's when I heard God most clear in my life. Where he was able to speak to me, where He was able to challenge me, build me up. So the idea of walking, getting away from the busyness of life so you can see God most clear is not something that I don't just believe is biblical, but I can personally say has been beneficial in my life.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it, it has to be in those moments, though, where, because God knows that you're not, you're no longer distracted, you're no longer so, you know, do you think that God is kind of picking and choosing and making sure He's coming to us in those right Moments because that's when we can really you know focus on him,
2: you know I think God can speak to us however and whenever he wants but I do think we can get in the way of that Ah, And when we are walking and when we are taking time to just separate ourselves from the busyness of life and just Having calm and peace. That's usually when we can even Process things a lot more clear and see God move in those moments So I do think God can move whenever he wants but we can be a lot more receptive to what he's been trying to say in all
0: those right. times. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. We can all be a lot more receptive, and uh, we're gonna be right back with more AMBO TV. Welcome back to AMBO TV, bringing you next generation pastors from across the country. Before the break, we were checking out Pastor Levi Lusko, but right now, I want to get to Rochester, New York, and Pastor Aaron Hickson. Let's check him out.
3: If you want to live like Jesus, that's the whole point of this section, you want to demonstrate your love for God, then don't fall in love with a system that he opposes in every way. That's the essence of test number two. What he's calling his friends to ultimately do is just love what lasts. Love what lasts. Love God. Love the people that God has sent into your life. Remember, that's what test number one is all about, is loving people. Love Jesus, the one who died to give you a relationship with the Father. If you want to live as Jesus did, or get blue check verified status, then love serving others as a way to demonstrate your love for God. That's what we should be loving, not these temporary obsessions of our small-minded culture. And now that sounds fine, right? Maybe that even sounds good but how do I do it, right? How do I avoid living in this way that he's describing? And if we want to pass this test of verification, if we want to live like Jesus, that's the whole point of this section, then how do we avoid these temptations? I would say, I guess very simply, we just need to resist like Jesus. And again, that's good, fine, but how do I do that? Like, what would I do if I was to resist like Jesus? Thankfully, those who knew Jesus best actually recorded a time when he was tempted and what he did to resist that temptation. So I wanna take a look at it and see if we can learn something. I'll retell these details for you if you wanna read it later this week. It's found in Matthew chapter four. We've got the verses there on your program if you wanna check it out later this week. Um, But I just wanna tell you this story. It's a scene in Jesus' life where he's tempted. And what happens is that he actually encounters an attack of temptation from Satan himself in person yikes okay it's like dun 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 but it gets worse though because the devil is so strategic he waits until jesus has been on a multiple week fast before attacking him which is kind of like the worst possible scenario if you're someone who's trying to resist sin am i right a personal attack from satan after you haven't eaten for weeks what if i go more than a few hours without eating something i'm gonna snap at someone and then i'm gonna be like oh sorry i was just hangry right? But if I, like a couple of weeks without food, I don't know about you, a couple weeks without food for me, I would not need a personal visit from the devil to choose sin. It would just, it would just come quite naturally, I'm sure of that. But this gets even harder, because if you look at these three temptations that the devil brings against Jesus, they are exactly in line with the three weaknesses we noticed earlier. He brings three temptations, and they line up perfectly with what he knows are the three weaknesses of Jesus's humanity. He tempts him first to eat bread, to break the fast that he had been called on. That's pleasure. He tempts him to use his position as the son of God to throw himself into harm's way so that angels would have to rescue him. That's position. And then he tempts him with the possession of being in control of all of the kingdoms of the world. He nails all three of those weaknesses. And I think it's incredibly profound that the devil brings his best weapons to bear against the greatest weaknesses of Jesus' humanity. That is an insane set of temptations right there. But the story doesn't end because Jesus doesn't give in. I mean, he faces those temptations. He doesn't even falter a little bit. He doesn't even skip a beat. He perfectly resists. So how did he do it? Well, if you're familiar with the story, you know that Jesus just simply responds to these temptations with passages from the Bible that he had memorized, the same Bible that you and I have access to. He took truths from it and leveraged them against his enemy as his defense. That's how he took on the most tempting situation ever and won. So I'm over here going, look, I'm trying to resist temptation like Jesus. I'm going to follow that blueprint. That seems pretty much wildly successful. If it works when you're weeks into not eating and Satan himself shows up to tempt you, I'm guessing it's going to work when I'm like driving home from work on a beautiful sunny day with an iced coffee and a rude driver cuts me off. Right? Like, oh, poor Aaron. Yeah, really tough situation there. What we learn from Jesus' own ability to resist temptation is that the truth of God's word is more powerful than temptation.
0: All right, Pastor Aaron Hickson giving us some lessons on how, um, you know, Jesus fought his temptations. Mm. Are there any passages that you could share with us that you would turn to in a moment of temptation or that you would direct someone to?
2: You know, there's the common passages, uh, there's no temptation Uh, that has been given to man that's not common, kind of butchered that one but that's essentially the essence of it and also uh, no one has ever overcome temptation to the point of Jesus to the point where he actually was shedding his own blood trying to not fall into sin. But when I actually think of how I can best overcome temptation I just look at the story of Jesus himself because what I consider about Jesus is, first off, you're never tempted by things that you don't want. So Jesus was had things in his life that he wanted that the devil was trying to tempt him to have, but he overcame it. And not only that, but he was willing to die on the cross for my sins. Mm. So for me, I look at sin always as it's not something that I'm giving up, but it is something that I found better in Jesus that I am pursuing. So for when it comes for me to overcome sin, I just say, you know what? I want what God has for me because of what God has for me is found in Jesus. Then it's way better than whatever I could get in this temptation that I'm dealing with in the moment.
0: Because the temptations will never come at us mm. in, in a moment of awesomeness and, and in a moment where we're just living our best lives. and things. Mm. It's always going to come when we're at our worst. And right now, we're going to get back to that. But right now, I want to get to Pastor Lucy in Tampa, Florida. Let's check her out.
4: And so we, we've we all heard um, the peace that passes all understanding, a peace that no one else can can give. But I do know in here that we struggle sometimes to have that peace, that peace of heart and that peace of mind, yet it's a gift that Jesus offers to each and every one of us. He says, peace, I, li- I, I leave with you. So worry replaced by prayer equals the peace of God. And I know each and every one of us, we worry in here. We worry for our kids' safety, we worry for our own safety, we worry about our future, we worry about our jobs, are they stable, is it secure, about our finances? There are so many things that we worry about in this life. Yet God says, I, I came to, to bring peace. Well, where is that peace when everything seems chaotic? Where is that peace when you can't see what's up ahead? And so I want to share, I, I do a quick little um, exercise um, with you. So, first of all, the same amount of time, that you spend worrying is the same amount of time that you can spend praying about that same situation, okay? So quick, quick example here is I want you guys to take a look around here, and I want you to count how many things are red. How many things are red? So I'll give you a couple of seconds. Look around, how many things are red in here? So five, four, three, two, one, okay. So look ahead, look this way. Now, without looking around, no cheating, okay? Without looking around, stay your eyes focused up here. I want you to now recall how many things were yellow. You were looking for red, how many things were yellow? Don't look, no cheating. It's kinda hard, isn't it? Kinda hard. Well, guess what? The red and the yellow existed together. Red could represent everything that you worry about, everything that you have anxiety about, all your concerns. Yellow can represent the peace of God. It can represent the promises of God. And so they both exist at the same time. But you have to choose what you're going to focus on. So you can either choose to focus and affirm your worries, or you can choose and focus on your faith and the promises of God, but they both exist together. That's how we can have peace here on earth when everything else around us is so chaotic because you have to change your perspective and figure out what you're gonna focus on. So where your focus goes, your energy flows. <laughs> so one of my, one of my scriptures for, for this year has been Psalm 91.1. The Lord is peace, right? Jehovah um, Shalom, the Lord is peace. So whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. And that's been my year of just um, abiding in God and resting in God in the midst of the conflict in the midst of I can't see what's up ahead, in the midst of the strong currents that are coming against me. How do I do this, Lord? It's abiding in you, and when I abide in you and your shelter, then you give me rest. And in rest, then, I can make better decisions. In rest, then, I can go ahead and be the person that you've called me to be. That's how they both coexist together. All
0: right. There's Pastor Lucy in Tampa. Now, she, she did a, a pretty cool little experiment with, you know, the congregation by asking them to, she gave them a color to focus on and then told them, but the yellow was there the whole time. Is this, was this kind of a reference towards how you might not even be looking? for God, you know, and but he's always there constantly. Could you kind of help us out with, with that one a little bit?
2: You know, uh, I used to love those videos on YouTube where it says like, can you spot the monkey or the person? Okay. Or oh, where, where's Waldo? Yeah, that yeah. type of stuff. Yeah, 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 and it's yeah. kind of like you're looking for one thing, completely ignoring all of the craziness that's happening around you. And what I believe was being referenced there is that God is always up to something. God is always moving. The question is, are we paying attention? Mm. The question is, are we participating in what he's doing? Because it's very easy to get distracted with all of the other noise and chaos that's happening around us. So I believe that that's what she was trying to hone in on. And I think something that we should be in practice of even in the midst of the craziness that we go through, God, where are you in the midst of this? Cause I know you're not absent. Maybe you're working below the soil, but you are doing something.
0: Absolutely. I think that's something that we all need to kind of keep in the back of our heads at all times. That God, you know, we're never abandoned. We're never let, we just might, we might be in a season of hard work. We might be in a season mm. of, you know, learning whatever lesson that we need to learn, but God is never abandoning us and He's mm. always here with us. So thank you for helping me get to that point. I appreciate oh, that, Pastor Francis. Mm. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a really quick break, but we'll be right back with more Ambo TV and more pastor stephen francis welcome back to ambo tv bringing a fresh new style to the word of god before the commercial break we were checking out pastor lucy and we're gonna get back to her in a little bit but right now, I want to get back to Kalispell, Montana and Pastor Levi and let him wrap up his sermon. Let's go ahead and check him out.
1: Give me Phoenix. I love to feel that hot. I love it. So I, I picture Jesus and tell him, God, I'm like, I get it. I get it. I, I understand why you would go to the wilderness to have this temptation. It was, it was beautiful. But, but he wasn't just in nature. He was also with who? Animals. This is a practical and simple thing. Foster intentional time with animals in your life. you're listening to the podcast, if that means having to go to the zoo, whatever, there's something about animals. Our first assignment was to hang out with and give names to animals. God knows we need time with animals. Didn't Winston Churchill say this? He said, there is something about the outside of a horse that is good for the inside of a man. Now, we, of course, know now enough about that statement's truth to use animals in therapy. There's something calming about it. I was thinking this week about Free Willie. I don't think I've ever cried harder <laughs> as a kid. And, and yet, yeah, here's this kid in a foster home after foster home, trouble and shoplifting and bad friends, and could really go a bad way. And it wasn't just the people. It was also that animal looking into that whale's sad, creepy eye. Are you kidding me? He's like, your fins bent over mine is too, right? They helped each other. He helped Willy out, but Willy helped him out. I'm telling you. There, there's something about animals. All right, so, so in nature uh, and in motion. And then lastly, in silence. In silence. And this is really key, that we're minimizing inputs. And I'm all for reading the Bible. Duh. Right? I'm, I'm all for worship music. Duh. Right? And, 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 and yet, it's important, I think, to have times when there's no input coming in. Yeah. Now, this is going to freak you out at first. If you haven't done it, it's weird. Why? Because a lot of us are like, where were they in Lamont? She said, my mind's like a bad neighborhood. I don't want to go in there alone, right? <laughs> Some of us, we're disturbed to find out what's going to be in there if we ever get quiet. I don't want to be alone with my thoughts. That's what I that's definitely don't want. That, right, I'll actually see what's in there. But to allow there to be silence in your day, it's so good for you. So good for your heart. It's so good for your your relationships. And when you, you you'll then you'll, you'll you'll realize you need you'll, you'll come from the silence back to the people, and not the digital people. They're there. They're going to be there. But we're going to come to real people, flesh and blood people who are going to be in our lives and care for us and and pray for us. Do you do you have Christian people in your life, Jesus followers, who so you can just say, "I'm really just sucking at everything right now. I need you to pray for me? I I'm, I'm feel like I'm 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 at burnout." I'm not healthy, you need people in your life, and you need silence in your life, and we all need to be comparing notes together on what we 're hearing in the silence, what we're hearing in the scriptures and, and doing this life together in motion in silence in nature. I like to combine the three. I always bring my dog with me on this walk, and uh, that I take my jesus walk and and, and it's just it's, it's profound to, to see the dog and just to see him to me always, him always looking up at me, his creepy eyes and <laughs> He's cute. He's amazing. He's a little poodle named Tabasco. And you know, we just, we just go out together and hang out with God. And it's, it's just a, it's a wonderful. It's, it's, I'm just putting my cards on the table. This is, this is why I'm still here. This is why 12 years in, I'm still here. Most pastors don't make it more than two years in a church. Jenny and I are here. We're here because of the rhythms that we put in place in our soul. And we want
0: these for you as well. That's, that's, that's it. All right, Pastor, let's go wrapping it up and making really cool comparisons. Mm-hmm. I mean, talking about how, you know, important animals are and, and, and how they can really help to benefit us. And, and we've slowly come to this realization over time now with, you know, uh, support dogs and support animals. Um, but this is something that God had put in place for us a long time ago. Are there any examples that you can think of, of, you know, animals kind of uh, being there other than the manger?
2: Uh, You know, I think there's a lot of comparisons throughout Scripture. Uh, Jesus Himself is known as the Lion and the Lamb. Mm. Uh, Jesus is known as the Good Shepherd, and He says that we are His sheep. And I think a lot of those comparisons come not just with a connection Uh, because many of us are familiar with these creatures and we know what they're capable of. But I think there's also something to be learned from when we do experience uh, having that type of connection with particular animals that can cause for us to see God in a new way. Like uh, to know a shepherd and how he treats his sheep gives you such a better context of how God treats us. How he leads us how he guides us and then also how silly we can be how foolish we can be and how much we need guidance in our own lives and being able to trust him full-heartedly so there is power from that yeah,
0: yeah absolutely and, and I love you know the reference of a shepherd because we are absolutely the sheep that are being you know shepherded when we if you watch a flock of sheep and one kind of diverts mm-hmm. the shepherd will always go out to get him back in. And um, right now, we're going to go ahead and get back over to Pastor Aaron Hickson in Rochester, New York, and let him finish up his sermon. Let's go ahead and check him out.
3: Final one, the answer to our need to be important is this, that as God's child, I have ultimate recognition. I have ultimate recognition. You can't fathom a title greater than child of God. I don't care how high you climb on that corporate ladder. I don't care what your alma mater is. I don't care how many followers you have on all the social media. I don't care how big the budget is for the company that you built and you run. There is not a title, a position, an accomplishment that even holds a candle to the acceptance, security, and the value of being included in the family of God. And so for all of eternity, as you revel in the presence of God that you call your dad, you will laugh at the absolutely childish and ridiculous positions that you thought would matter in your temporary brief life on this earth. We have in the gospel patches for the holes in our soul. We have in the truth of God's word a solution to our greatest weaknesses. And we have in Jesus an example of how to wield those truths against our greatest weaknesses. So what's your step today? Let me briefly give three suggestions for me and for all of us this week as we move forward. We all wanna verify our faith, right? We all wanna pass those tests, not because somehow we could earn the blue check, no. We've been given the blue check and we wanna ensure that our lives reflect the status we've already been given freely by God in his grace. So what do we do to live out the call to resist like Jesus? I would say it this way, first of all, identify your weak spot identify your weak spot. Which of the three major weaknesses is your weakest? Take some time this week. Think about it. Like, maybe write it down. Like, know it. I mean, there's no shame in this, right? We all struggle with them. So just pick it. Wouldn't it be nice to know where the attacks are going to come? Just own your weak spot. Identify it. Next, target that weakness with truth. The gospel is perfectly situated to bolster you in that weak area. Lean into the truths that you need to resist like Jesus. If you don't know what truths will help, that's great. Talk to somebody in your community group. Talk to your community group leader. Email your campus pastor. Go to our website, northridgeequip.com. Take some steps to get the help that you need. Nothing would help would, would be better for the people around you than an opportunity to help you target your weakness with the truth of God's word. We all need to do this target our weaknesses with the truth of the Bible, and then finally, reinforce it with guardrails. Once you're working on the root issue of your weakness with the truth of the Bible, put some practical guardrails in place to help you from running off the rails. If it's possessions, if you're inclined to go into debt to get that next thing, then get a budget. Cut up your credit card. Take Financial Peace University. If you're all about position, then I would say look for a serving role behind the scenes. Look to serve other people with no hope of recognition or accolades. Help others without any expectation of being affirmed. If it's pleasure, get some software accountability on your computer. Why are you living with your boyfriend or your girlfriend? Let's not be dumb about our weaknesses. We've got major weaknesses. We need to target them with truth. That's the solution. But in the meantime, let's put up some guardrails. Only then can we plug the holes in our soul. Can we truly love what lasts? And when we do that, we can pass test number two, not because we somehow earned our way into heaven. No, that is literally the opposite of the gospel. But by passing these tests of verification, it allows us to better feel the security that we already have in God's love. So verify your faith today.
0: All right, there you have it, Pastor Aaron Hickson. And uh, you kind of said it, you, you know, in our last segment, you said that you're, we're already verified. We already have the blue check. So he also goes on to talk about you know, having holes in your soul and and how to plug them. And and I've heard uh, another pastor say hollow souls or or there's holes in your souls. So there is coming back from this, right? Even though we've all done some damage, we can come back, correct? Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. So what would be a good way? Like, where do we start? You know, I
2: thought that uh, Pastor Aaron did a great job just kind of bringing you through the steps. First, you got to know what the problem is, Mm. you know what I mean? You have to know, where the issue is that's causing for you to do certain things. And you have to go deep because oftentimes it's very easy to say, you know what, I have a shopping problem. You know what, I have a dating problem, so on and so forth. And it was like, why do I have those things? So being able to go deep into your soul, having that time of being silent so God can even speak that stuff to you so it can come up, like we heard from the other message. And then being willing to be vulnerable with other people that can kind of help guide you through how to get out of it. Because it's one thing to know, but then you also need help to get you out of those places.
0: Yeah, because we all tend to build up those walls mm-hmm. and we don't want to let anybody get through. And then there's there's hedges mm-hmm. in front of the walls and in front of the hedges there might be something else. because we all want to act like we're these you know, well put together people. So mm-hmm. you know, what, what would be a good step to just kind of letting yourself be a little vulnerable?
2: You gotta remember that you're only as sick as your secrets. Mm. And the best you want to be, the healthiest you want to be, that's gonna come from having people in your life that know exactly who you are. And sometimes that's therapy. Therapy is expensive, but at the same time it's private. But other times, uh, it can be, you know what, finding somebody that you can talk to.
0: That makes a lot of sense to me. And for anyone at home that's going through something right now, please reach out to your pastor or a therapist to help get you through it. We're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to have author and motivational speaker John Gordon with us via Skype. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be right back. Welcome to AMBO TV, home of the Next Generation Pastors. And joining us today via Skype, we have a very special guest, leadership expert and best-selling author, John Gordon. John, thank you so much for joining us today.
5: Great to be with you.
0: All right. So now you have a book out, uh, co-authored with Damon West, uh, called The Coffee Bean. Uh, Can you kind of give the folks at home a, a little synopsis as to what this book is about?
5: Sure, well it starts with a question. When you put a carrot into hot water, what happens to the carrot?
0: Okay, so what what it gets soft and it gets mushy. Right.
5: Yeah. And it gets weak and gets softened by the environment. When you put an egg into boiling hot water, it gets hardened. Well, when you put a coffee bean into hot water, nothing happens to the coffee bean. Instead, the coffee bean transforms the environment it transforms the water into coffee so like life we can be like the carrot and get weakened by our our environments we can be like the egg and get hardened we can get a hardened heart we can get bitter and and angry or we can be like the coffee bean and transform every environment that we're in by who we are on the inside so we create the world inside out not outside in
0: I love that concept. It's amazing. And, and it's so true as well. So so now working with Damon West and, and this this story, you know, it came about through how did you guys connect? Like, what, what was the how did the meeting happen?
5: Yeah, it's a really cool story. So I've worked with Clemson football now for the past eight years. So I was up visiting the team, speaking during training camp like I do every year. And Dabo Sweeney, the head coach, said, hey, John, we just had this guy. Damon West speak to the team, he gave a great message about the coffee bean. And he proceeded to tell me about the carrot, the egg and the coffee bean. I thought, wow, that is such a powerful lesson. I've never heard anything more powerful. And I I had been speaking a lot about creating the world inside out. Jesus said the kingdom of God is inside you, right? So the power is on the inside. So when I heard this analogy, I'm like, wow, that needs to be a book. So I actually reached out to Damon because I Googled it and I saw that there was no book about the coffee bean. And so I reached out to Damon. We had this great conversation. I said, we should do this book together. He said, John, you don't need me. This analogy has been around a long time. I didn't create it. I learned it in prison, which is a whole other story that I'm sure we can get into. And so I said, no, no, we need to do this together. I felt God's nudging that I was supposed to do this book with him. I knew we were meant to do it together. And so we talked about the book, we want it to be very short. You can read this book in 20 minutes. It has pictures, it's illustrated. And we want to make it like a, an adult book uh, that's like a children's book, but but for adults. And so that anyone could read it and get this message and then live this principle out.
0: A children's book for adults. I feel like you're speaking to my life right now. This is, it sounds like the perfect book for me. So So now you give speeches to NFL teams to corporations fortune 500 companies yeah i was watching a speech of yours uh, leading by faith and um in the speech is, which is a great speech by the way i recommend everyone you know that's watching go check that out on youtube uh search john gordon leading by faith great speech um i noticed that you use scripture a lot you quote scripture a lot in in your speech so would you say that you know uh, scripture and and god and your faith is kind of uh, a building block or a foundation for you know your career as it is now.
5: When I'm speaking to Southwest Airlines <laughs> or 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 another company, I'm sharing principles ah. that are are biblical principles, but I'm not quoting scripture. But but in that in that talk, I felt free to do that. And when I am in an environment like that, I, I will go there. I was I was baptized in, in 2006. I was 30. Thank you. I was 35 years old. And that experience changed my life, changed my heart, my soul, changed my family, changed everything. And so in 2006 was, was also when I wrote The Energy Bus, which is my my biggest best-selling book. And so what I, I wrote The Energy Bus shortly after, you know, coming to faith and God gave me this book. I wrote it in three and a half weeks. People often ask if I have a, a ghost writer. I must not look smart enough to write a book. <laughs> but I tell them I don't have a ghostwriter, I have a holy ghost writer. And that is true, like every book I take, Every book I write takes about three and a half weeks to write for the longest. So I know that God gives me the words and the message I'm I'm here to share. So, yeah, it is a foundation for everything that I do and, and for who I am and for the work that I'm here to share. But I'm able to go into businesses. I'm able to go into sports teams, to schools where maybe a pastor can't go. And I'm able to go there under the the work of leadership and building great teams. But I know my bigger work is to really bring people together, right? To unite and build strong teams. God wants that. Mm-hmm. And God wants to develop positive leaders who who lead like Jesus. And the power of positive leadership, when you study that and you look at that book that I wrote, every principle, I basically took through the filter of how did Jesus lead? And if he didn't lead that way, I didn't put it in the book. It was had to be all the ways that Jesus led. And so there's a lot of truth to this style of leadership. And we're finding when people lead that way, they're having incredible, like huge impact in their environment in their company in their business and their families. And they're doing it to, and they're leading like Jesus, but yet we're talking secular language, but they're still leading that way. And there's so much power in leading that way. And they're loving their people and they're developing great relationships, but they're also holding people accountable. A big part of my work is love and accountability because that's how Jesus led, grace and truth, love and accountability. And you lead with those two together, and when you do that, you're able to really build a strong team.
0: There is a question I wanted to ask you though. So as an author and, and as someone of the faith and and also as someone who gives these, you know, really great speeches that that inspire people to do great things, who is a, a either a pastor or a speaker that that you look to that inspires you?
5: Oh, that's that's easy. Erwin McManus. Okay. Erwin is a pastor in LA, pastor of Mosaic. And Erwin is the one who brought me to Christ. He and his sermons just really brought Jesus to life for me. And I didn't know Erwin. A friend of mine gave me his sermons on CD at the time. I listened to those, those sermons. One was why I followed Jesus, really spoke to me and wrote him a letter how he impacted me. And now we're great friends. Now I'm very involved with Mosaic. I would consider that my, my church. And so Erwin definitely is someone who has impacted me, someone who inspires me. I listen to a lot of sermons, he's he's amazing. So I would say Erwin um, McManus, Andy Stanley, who is not only a pastor, but also a great speaker and a great thought leader on leadership. He's someone I look to as well. I really have learned a lot from, from Andy as well over the years. And so I would say there are two. And, and then one is Ken Blanchard, author of The One Minute Manager. He's he's not a pastor, but he wrote the book Lead Like Jesus. And just an incredible human being is 80 years old right now. and And he was someone I respected as a business leader. And there was something different about him and the way he lived. He never preached to me, but the way he lived spoke volumes to me. And I remember saying, I want that. I want to I want what he has and what he had was was Jesus. So he was saved I believe at maybe 40 and it's impacted his life tremendously. So so I would say that you know those are three that three good examples of people that have impacted me. I also love, I love John Orberg. John Orberg's books I read Soulkeeping is is uh, something that really inspired me.
0: That's great. And I, and I love when people share their their faith walk with us. So where can our folks at home find uh, The Coffee Bean because now they have to buy a copy. Obviously. I hope so. <laughs> I,
5: I hope so. Uh, any 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 bookstore. It's uh, any bookstore, online or physical book. It was a bestseller the first four weeks it came out. So here it is, is in the Wall Street Journal bestseller list, even though it's, a, again, something that can be read by eight and nine-year-olds yeah. as well, which is really cool. And they can find it at johngordon.com. J-O-N-Gordon.com. We don't sell them, but we'll link to all of the... Uh, all the places they can buy the book or my other books like The Carpenter and The Power of Positive Leadership. The Seed is a really cool story of faith as well. I think people would like that one. And again, JohnGordon.com, J-O-N Gordon. And then I'm on Twitter at at J-O-N Gordon 11. Same thing with Instagram at J-O-N Gordon 11.
0: All right. John, thank you so much for being a part of AMBO TV and joining us today. I really appreciate it.
5: I appreciate the opportunity to share. Thanks so much.
0: All right, brother, thank you so much. You have a great day. And uh, we'll be right back with more AMBO TV.
4: In order for a lie to work in your life, it takes two people. The person who speaks it and the person who believes it. It has no power unless you believe it. All right, there's
0: Pastor Lucy closing out the show for us. And as we do at the end of every episode, I like to ask our guest to uh, give us a Bible passage that kind of ties into the whole theme of our last short clip. So Pastor Stephen Francis, what do you got for us? I got a deep
2: cut for you today. I'm
0: yeah. ready, man. I'm All right. Ready for it.
2: I even, I'm going to read it on my phone just to be sure I say it right. Hey. But today's yeah. passage for you guys comes from Zephaniah 317, and it goes like this. The Lord your God is with you. The mighty warrior who saves he will take great delight in you in his love he will no longer rebuke you but will rejoice over you with singing to know that god looks at us that way that's a great life in jesus
0: absolutely i can agree to that pastor stephen thank you so much for coming back man you know we love having you here i can't wait to have you back again i'd want it every week if we could and uh to our partnering churches Fresh Life Church with Pastor Levi Lusco, Northridge Church with Pastor Aaron Hickson, and Crossover Church with Pastor Lucy Kalan. And thank you guys so much for those great messages. And also thank you to John Gordon for sitting with us via Skype. And to see the complete sermons and other great sermons, head over to ambotv.com. We always have great content there for you guys. I mean, come on, sign up for the newsletter too if you haven't. And uh, thank you guys for watching. And remember, join us again Next time, good night, and I'll see you next week.